Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Solutions and services to get your office products checked. Visit BESOfColorado.com or call 303-825-5664. Infusing your afternoon with the light of God's Word. You're tuned to AM670, KLTT at KLTT HD, Commerce City, Denver. And now FM at 95.1. And streaming worldwide at 670KLTT.com. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Merry Christmas, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news. The good news is Grace Fox is joining us again. She's joining us for a weekly segment, and we often talk about hope. One of her books is Fresh Hope for Today, Devotions for Joy on the Journey. And if you're looking for a new devotion, uh, a book for uh, the new year, she has several of them. And I, you can just go to uh, Grace Fox Books in Amazon and search for them, but they're sold everywhere. Christian books are sold. Welcome back, Grace Fox. Thank you so much, Angie. I love being here with you. Me too. I love having you. I just uh, get such a kick out of you. My mom is enjoying your books. My aunt as well. She was here for two weeks. She's uh, almost 80 and my mom's almost 81. And uh, uh, my mom, I I noticed, was reading uh, Fresh, uh, no, pardon me, Finding Hope in Crisis, which I thought was interesting that she grabbed that one because I have Fresh Hope for Today and Keeping Hope Alive and another book. So uh, that's where she is right now. But you wanted to talk about Christmas specifically and some things that as you you know you're a speaker as well that you've talked about when you get in front of big groups regarding Christmas go ahead yeah because Christmas is it can be a wonderful time I know for some people it's hard and we've talked about it that in the past where it can be a very tough season especially if you've lost someone recently but Christmas is this celebration time where we we think about gifts and we think about traditions, and we think about decorations, and all those things are fun and good. And maybe we can talk about some that have been special in the past, but we also have to remember what the real reason is for our celebration. And we know what that is. Yeah, we sure do. Um, You know, one of the things that, that I'm looking forward to this year, especially, is I get to spend Christmas with my youngest daughter, and well, my oldest daughter as well. We're all going up to my youngest daughter's place, and she's got two little ones. And so I just this morning even, I went and took the gifts that I've um, wrapped up and I you know, got them all organized and put them in a suitcase. And I can hardly wait to see the little ones' faces when they open up the gift. Oh. Because that's part of the fun. Yes. Gifts gift can be part of the fun of Christmas. Oh, yeah. I um, I, I don't, um, my kids aren't little anymore. They're between 13 and 17. And uh, they wanted to, have, every year they complain that we're gone for Christmas, which is amusing to me because we're places like, oh, three weeks in South Padre Island or because I try to extend the break, you know, and really make it. I mean, they're like getting out. Uh, before, several days before Christmas, depending on their finals, and they're not back until the 10th of January. So 
I go whole hog, right? Oh, we're going to the Keys, or we're going to Arizona, or we're going to Southern California, or Palm Springs, um, you know, some great place in Florida. We've been to many different locations where, because I'm always looking, I'm seeking warmth, because we're in Colorado where, you know, it's, you know, dipping down in the zero and below range for a day or two. And so, anyway, their complaint, uh, 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 funny enough, Grace, has been not being home at Christmas. They like having the tree and the presents. I said, well, you know, we're not, it's not the same as when you were little, right? Like, uh, there aren't as many like surprises because they get like a big thing, like a Taylor Swift uh, ticket or a phone or something like that. So there aren't like all these presents to open. But I remember when they would come down the stairs, we'd make them wait at the top of the stairs, Grace, and we would. They'd be in like matching pajamas oftentimes, and sometimes we'd have a niece and a couple of nephews too. And when they had to wait until dad got downstairs, they couldn't come until he he like woke up and grandma, you know. And so mm-hmm. we'd, we'd then start recording them, and then I'd have face, oh, not Facebook, but I would be um, FaceTiming the grandparents. And so then they'd be at the top of the stairs, the kids, and we'd yell, you know, go. And my husband didn't like to wrap the Santa gifts. That was their tradition. And I'm like, well, I'm all for not wrapping all the gifts. So they'd come down and they'd each have a pile. You know, in addition, they'd have gifts from us that were wrapped. But just seeing their faces and tearing through things and how loud they were and excited and ripping paper off. And uh, yeah, the faces. It's pretty awesome, Grace. You're going to love it. It is fun. And I remember, even as a child, I remember the most meaningful gift I ever received as a little girl. And it was a a little tiny stove that, um, you know, it had little elements painted on the top, but the knob worked for the elements. And I think, if I remember correctly, the little door opened on the front for the oven as well. And that thing probably high or something. But I also got a set of dishes, little play dishes that looked like this corningware. Remember yes. that with a little corn flower on the front, a little blue flower? Yes. And we had aunts and uncles visiting us that Christmas Eve. I remember taking around little cups and saucers and a little kettle and pouring imaginary hot chocolate for everybody. And that I remember that I must have been five years old at the most, five years old, and how those things can stick in our minds, right? In our memories. Do you have a tradition on Christmas Eve? We used to let the kids open one gift on Christmas Eve. And then when I was a kid, we had oyster stew for dinner, which I actually would love to have. But my kids aren't fans. But maybe I can talk my mom into making it for me and my brother since he'll be here for Christmas this year. Yeah, that's a neat idea. My husband remembers a tradition of his family. They lived in, in Tacoma, Washington area. That's near the water. They would go out and look at Christmas lights, just drive around town and look at the Christmas lights, and they would eat supper at a restaurant. They would always have fish and chips for supper. Oh, that sounds actually delicious, and then you don't have to do all the work. This year, uh, I think I've mentioned this on the air already, that we're going to have, my brother's a fabulous cook, so he and my mom would do the whole meal, but I thought we could maybe take a little bit of the workload off of them and let each of the kids prepare a dish. And my husband, actually, he has his specialty of this lemon and butter asparagus that everyone loves. Maybe I'll let him do something, too, but kind of do a little cooking competition, you know, which I'm sure my brother will win, but you know, just to kind of get everybody involved and uh, make it fun and exciting, get everybody in the kitchen, maybe not at exactly the same time, because there'll be seven of us, so six of my family and then my brother joining us. So, yeah, I'm, I, it'll, be, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to, you know, start a few new traditions. And I, one thing I have done, Grace, too, is we're talking about, um, you know, this time of year and 
family is experiences. And I think that's why I took the trips. The memories are phenomenal. And just having these experiences with the kids and going some place that we've never gone before um, together. And I like one of the cool things we did on one of our trips was they called it swimming with the manatees, but it was really floating. And it was a cool experience to be floating and have a manatee like brush up against you or a baby manatee flip on its back and have my kids scratch its tummy because they like being scratched. And I didn't get to, you know, experience that, but they'll never forget it. And so I've always thought that experiences were more important than things. I don't know how you feel about that, but I have a a feeling we're similar on that. I think so, too. And and people are more important than things. Yes, and And the experiences involve the people. That's right. When my kids were small, we decided to visit my parents up in Alberta one year for Christmas, and we thought we'd surprise my mom. So we told my dad, but he kept it a secret from my mom. And the trip ended up taking 24 hours of driving because the roads were so bad going through the Rocky Mountains. Yes. And we, we ended up pulling into mom and dad's place into the back alley and sneaking up to their door. We sent the kids in first to ring the doorbell. So mom didn't see us come at all because we came the back way. So I remember the doorbell rang. My mom went to answer the door. And here's these three grandkids from Washington State at that point. That's where we lived then. Mm. And she was not expecting us for Christmas at all. And she just stood there dumbfounded and tears, you know, came to her eyes. And it was such a fun thing to do for mom and letting dad in on the surprise ahead of time because he had all the fun going to the grocery store and buying chips and chocolates and all of that kind of stuff, right? But um, <laughs> just to, to do that for them and to see the look on my mom's face is something that I will never forget and my, I know my children will never forget too. Just going out of our way to show love at Christmas was so much fun. I love that um, I always talk about giving the kids experiences. And of course, the best thing about it is that they're experiences together, right? That we enjoy together. And so um, you you tied that together for me. Really, is it's about the people and the experiences. And as you started the segment uh, about Jesus, and we do forget the reason for the season. And I think sometimes um, the world can be a little narcissistic and we get really wrapped up in our feelings, what we want to do. If we've been wronged, if things didn't work out the way we wanted them to. And I really think over the years, um, the world has really adapted to a more selfish attitude. And I wish we could kind of take a step back from ourselves. And especially if you've got kids at home, help them understand the reason for the season. And I wasn't even thinking about um, a Christmas Eve service because, you know, that's something we had done when the kids were littler. We still joke. My mom claims we ran over her foot one time. And so every time we go by that church, we say, there's where grandma got her foot run over on Christmas Eve, which she didn't. I think my husband moved the car before she was totally in and it probably did touch her shoe. But had our SUV, giant S- eight seater SUV run over her foot, she would have been in the emergency room, right? But she howled and, you know, and Mark still goes, how's that foot? Grand, after I ran it over on Christmas Eve, is it holding up okay? Because she's a bit of an exaggerator. But anyway, it just reminded me like 
we should be going to Christmas Eve services again as a family. And the coolest thing that we've even talked about this week, Grace, that I'm going to tell you, Channel 2, where I worked for many years and had my prayer partner and I, we prayed in the makeup room together. It's now a church. And that's where Grandma's foot got ran over. And that's where my husband and I met at Channel 2. And now it's this church, Highland Church. So I think that's where we'll go again on Christmas Eve. And thank you for helping me come to that decision. <laughs> Yeah, fabulous. We'll be attending a Christmas Eve service, too, at my daughter's place in northern British Columbia, where it's going to be freezing cold, but we'll pack up and we're going to go. And beautiful. And maybe it'll be snowing. It'll look like a Christmas postcard. But it, it is. It's all about remembering Jesus is the true focus. Gifts are fun and traditions are great. And, and the decorations are all fun, too. But Jesus is the focus of our Christmas. And so let's remember to keep him in the forefront and not on a back burner somewhere. But, but to celebrate Jesus and the Prince of Peace and the hope that he brings to our hurting world and, and our hurting hearts. He is the answer. You know, um, I think when many of us remember Jesus um, or really grow close to him is in times of darkness or need. I remember a friend of mine who lost her son who was a Marine, and um, she said there, she wrote a book about it because she said in that moment, there was no doubt in my mind that God was real. That's what the death of my son taught me, that God is 100% there and that the Lord was so with her so tangibly that she could feel it. And I don't think we need to wait to until our times of need. I think through our devotions, like the ones you write and uh, your books, and through um, the time, maybe in the new year, people are kind of aiming for that to get closer to the Lord. And why not start that right now? Um, because this is his time of year. And um, we don't have to wait till we're in pain to get close to him. Mm, this is such a good season to remember that. And one of my very favorite things to do well, before we moved on to the boat, <laughs> it was to have the big tree in the corner of the living room, turn all the lights off, either late at night or for me, especially early in the morning before anybody else is up. And to sit there in the, the room that's dark, but with the lights on and just just sit in the presence of the Lord and be so thankful. Just give thanks that Jesus came into the darkness. He is the light of the world. And so this season, I just encourage all of the listeners to, to take time to do that, to take time to enjoy the lights and to let that take them back and to, re, to reflect on Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus came. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And, uh, and that, that's what Christmas is all about. Every time you join me, Grace, I either get the chills or I get a tear in my eye. Got both this time. Give us your website, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's gracefox.com. Merry Christmas, friend. Merry Christmas, Angie, and to all of our listeners out there. Which is listening to the mighty 670 KLT Denver. You can support a good cause, one rare find at a time. Make it your weekend tradition to take advantage of the huge discounts at ARC thrift stores. Making the decision to do your home goods shopping at ARC thrift means you're supporting people with developmental and intellectual disabilities, but it also means that you're helping reduce waste, contributing to COVID 19 relief, and giving back to nonprofits serving your local community. By thrifting with ARC, you're shopping frugal 
and contributing to a generous mission of compassion, belonging, and empowerment for those with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Thrifting at ARC is sustainable shopping that helps pay it forward for people in your community. So take advantage of their awesome weekend discounts every Saturday and enjoy 50% off select merchandise. Visit arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com for information on the latest sales, store location, and hours. Angie Austin here as we're headed into the Christmas holidays, getting kind of ready for my brother to arrive and got the tree up and just sent a menorah to my nephew who got her new apartments and we're all rolling for the holidays. Dr. Royzen, welcome, my friend. It's a privilege to be here, Angie. All right. And, uh, uh, go it's ahead. It's always a season, but you got you to gotta maintain your normal habits to stay healthy. All right, you'll be happy to know that in the last, uh, you know, since Thanksgiving, I've lost six pounds. So I'm prepping to make sure that I stay healthy. Good, good. I don't want to tell you why I had to lose that six pounds, but that's for another segment. Let's start with uh, weight. It is uh, four pounds going down, seven pounds going up. It's actually more going up. Wow. Um, But it is... So, um, but it was a, the, the control group um, lost a little because the control group got better too. So um, you've got to say uh, the, uh, where are we is we know of one supplement that helps the, that preserves Omega three, five, seven, and nine. Omegas three and nine. We have pretty, but the Doctor Theo's, T H E O S dot com has ASU, and three hundred milligrams a day seems to be disease modifying. So it's called Avosoy um, or ASU, and there's very good data that it's safe. And there's very good data from France that it's effective. It's not been used much in the United States. Well, that's good to know. Something that not only the omega-3s and the others you mentioned uh, help it from getting worse, but this could actually help make it better. All right, I'll check that out. Let's talk about... um, Type 2 diabetes. One of my girlfriends has it. She got it around Thanksgiving. I told her, you know, she got on um, something similar to Ozempic. It's called Manjaro. And I said, her husband was very worried. I said, you wait. She loses some weight and that the type 2 diabetes will go away. Well, she's already lost 20 pounds and her blood sugar work is coming back so much better. So um, calorie restriction, um, losing weight, you can reverse type 2 t- diabetes, right? Yes, yeah, so there's some really good data. This study was from China, and they had more than 50% of the people in the study reverse their type 2 diabetes. We have the luxury of using medications to help with that, and Mangiorno is a outstanding one. There's a shortage of semiglutide or uh, Wagavi, which is the uh, one that is... Yes, one that's used in the United States, uh, the Ozempic is semaglutide, but um, there's a shortage of that. In fact, it's backlogged um, more than a month, I've been told, at every place in the United States. But Morgiorno, you can get, 
and it seems to be even more effective now really this in in this study what did they do to reverse the um, type 2 diabetes well what they did is they um, this was more than 50 percent they um, exercised and they ate 850 840 calories I apologize um, for five days a month and for five days every 15 and then for 10 days um, they uh, ate normally and then five days again of 840 so they did this cycle of twice a month five days 840 calories for those five days wow. and uh, exercise walking with it and 50 percent of them in I believe it was uh, the three-month period, reversed their diabetes, and they maintained it, continuing to do this regimen, for 12 months. So That's pretty impressive. So you're only talking, basically what we're saying is, so in, in a two-week, in 15 days, you'd go five days, 840 calories. And then the next yeah, 15 days, five days, you do 840 calories. So that's 10 days a month in, in a nutshell that you really, quote-unquote, diet and go down low to 840, which for me is not that low. For my husband, it would be. But for me, I mean, that's like almost a normal day. I'll probably only eat 12, 1,400 calories on a regular day anyway because I'm so dinky. But... um. Uh, that that's impressive to me that they could have that that fifty percent could see you know this reduction or you know to, to what basically get rid of their type two diabetes or lessen the the um, the the uh, um, amount of diabetes or the extent of the diabetes. They all had hemoglobin A one Cs, which is the diagnosis of greater than six seven to start. Wow, and at least one diabetic. Uh, control medication. By the end of three months, 50% were under 6.4 and had no anti-diabetic medications. That's impressive. I mean, just that's not even uh, that's not even that difficult to do to reverse something so serious like that. All right, I, I think that's amazing. All right, my brother um, who was murdered had schizophrenia. And I saw, thank you, I, 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 it's always weird to bring it up, but I'm fascinated by the fact that their fingerprint images have potential for predicting schizophrenia. Tell me about that. Yeah, we don't know a lot about it. This was done by a, um, obviously a tech group, which looked at the swirls in fingerprints. And we don't know what else they looked at, but they say, and they um, had validation, that they were able to identify with a 90% accuracy people who would develop or had developed schizophrenia. And uh, so we don't know a lot about it other than that, that was the, uh, the, the, that's the statement in the paper. And um, it uh, held up to peer review. So someone must know about it. Um, and so it, they said that with one finger, with just a single finger, they were 60% accurate at predicting who would get 
schizophrenia and who wouldn't. Okay, that is crazy. Okay, uh, number 15, vitamin D. It's something that I started taking years ago to um, you know, boost up my immune system and for overall health. Uh, 15 is about vitamin D. Before we get into the study, you recommend it, right, if you get a blood test and your doctor says it's low? Because a lot of us in these chilly states, we have low vitamin D levels. Yeah, it's not, it's not the chilly states. It's the states without enough sun energy. Yes, yes. The sun doesn't have enough energy in a line north of Los Angeles to Atlanta. So you live in Colorado, obviously. And that is in that northern part. The sun doesn't have enough energy to convert inactive to active vitamin D uh-huh. in the winter. And what do we mean by winter? It's between October 15th and April 15th. Okay. So, for example, in, in uh, Pittsburgh, where the studies have been well done, more than 93% of African American and more than 80% of Caucasian adults have levels of vitamin D that are wor- that are in a worrisome way- level. That's below 20 nanograms per ml if they don't take supplements. Whoa. So that's why uh, people advocate um, that almost everyone. Now, you get your level measured, um, and uh, some people say, well, the measurement, the test is more expensive than just getting the vitamin D. That's true, but you want to know where you are and whether you're absorbing it or not. Um, and uh, the level you want is probably above 35, maybe even 50 to 80. We don't have good enough data on what level is ideal. We do know that people with levels less than 35 have an increased incidence, for example, of breast cancer and colon cancer. But we don't know whether getting it above 50 is better than getting it between 35 and 50. And then how much, okay, so let's say somebody said, well, I'm not going to take the test. Just a generic amount of how much people generally take a day. Is it what the bottle says? Under the age of 65, it's 1,000 international units a day. Above the age of 65, we say it's 2,000 international units a day until you get measured. Gotcha. 2,000 IU for grandma and grandpa. I'll make sure they're on it. All right. So um, for you celebrate Hanukkah? I do. And then, um, and I celebrate Christmas. We just do a regular Thanksgiving dinner and we're doing a competition this year where all the kids and my brother, who's like, I mean, he's like a chef. The guy's amazing. We're going to each like make a dish and kind of have a competition, which we know he'll win. Are you, um, do you, do you do anything uh, food wise? Um, are, do you eat lots of veggies or, or do you splurge during this time? I, I eat normally except for the first night. We and some friends get together, and uh, I did I did eat what are called latkes. Oh, those are, are good. As far as I know, they're uh, potatoes that are um, thin stri- strips and then mixed with probably salt and pepper and a whole bunch of that. And uh, um, then they're uh, pan fried. So they're about as bad as you can get as a food food group. <laughs> but I did have one half of those that is my splurge this year. I love it. And then what, your last time of eating red meat, what was it, 80 what? It was 1980-something? No, 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 the last time I ate red meat was 1994. 94, okay, that's right. <laughs> All right, Doc, give us your website. It's 
greatagereboot.com. Greatagereboot.com. Yeah, so no the, like his book is The Great Age Reboot, but the website is greatagereboot.com. All right, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed half a lot, Keith. Thanks, Doc. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. The preceding program is sponsored by The Good News with Angie Austin. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver, broadcasting in HD digital radio and online at 670KLTT.com. Looking for that perfect Christmas gift for the family? Why not a chicken? (laughs) Stick a bow on top, put the chicken under the tree, and who knows, you may even have a couple eggs to fry up for breakfast Christmas morning. Give the gift that keeps on clucking. A chicken. Okay, maybe it's not the perfect gift for your family, but it is the perfect gift for a poor family in Asia. A chicken can break the cycle of poverty for a poor family. Yes, a chicken. A chicken's eggs provide food and nourishment for a family, and they can sell those eggs at the market for income. And the best gift of all, when you donate a chicken to a poor family through GFA World, it opens the door to talk about Jesus. So give the perfect gift for a family in Asia this Christmas. Give them a chicken. Find out how you can give when you go to our website, 670KLTT.com. That's 670KLTT.com or call 855-571-9776. It's Mike Tramer, 670KLTT. We're getting close to the end of the Critter Campaign. We're at a couple hundred dollars and our goal is $2,000. This week, we want to raise at least $500 to help provide water, food, farm animals, and just change the life of a family and possibly even a village in Southeast Asia. Go to the 670KLTT website, that's 670KLTT.com. Look for the Critter Campaign banner. It's right there on the homepage, and please help us today. Biblical Direction for Your Life, 670KLTT, The Truth. Well, welcome to our special monthly conversation with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. I'm Roger Marsh, host of The Bottom Line Show, which is uh, headquartered at our flagship affiliate, KBRT in Los Angeles, California, but heard throughout the western United States on uh, My Hope Now and a variety of different app-based uh, applications as well. I guess an app-based application is kind of redundant. Greg Harris, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Always a joy. Great to be with you. See, this is why I was a bass player. One note at a time. Stay in one key. Don't get too fancy. Maybe do a double stop because then you don't say things like app-based applications. But uh, anyway, it does happen. I'm blaming. I'm blaming it on the after effects of COVID. How about? Yeah, that? absolutely. Just, yeah, you we'll get a make pass. This. You get yeah, a thank pass. Thank you. I appreciate that. We get we have so much fun. I mean, this is obviously a, it's a labor of love for both of us to get together every month and have these these conversations to give you as a bottom line listener and a Crawford Broadcasting listener uh, an opportunity to kind of find out what's going on behind the scenes. I know if you listen to Through the Bible on a regular basis, you hear Steve Schwetz and Greg Harris on a fairly you know a consistent tone, uh, reading letters, telling stories, things like that. But this gives you a chance to kind of go behind the scenes and uh, just hear Greg sharing from his heart about what God is doing in this remarkable ministry 
uh, whether it's a story about Dr. McGee that we haven't heard or a story as how the ministry is impacting the listeners. Greg, I know you always come armed to the teeth with uh, with stories. I, yes. I, I think I even use the expression uh, forest cry. When Greg- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.